Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. Matthew chapter 6. Today we are on part 2 of When Kingdoms Collide. When Kingdoms Collide. I don't think there's ever been a time that we need to talk about the kingdom in our world more than today. Today is a point where kingdoms are colliding. We have a way of thinking, we have an entire system that is challenging the very premise of ideology in the world like never before. People can't even agree upon basic principles, basic genetic principles, biological principles. We're losing the ability to have conversations because people can't answer simple questions about life. Kingdoms are colliding. We're coming to a point as the people of God where we have to clearly define who it is that we are and why it is that we're alive in the earth. Why did God put us here? What is our purpose for being on this planet? Come on, say it again. Say, I am a part of a kingdom. Say it. You are a part of a kingdom. See, everybody wants to talk about democracy. You you have the the privilege of living in a country where you have a say. Can I just tell you something? In a kingdom, you don't have a say. A kingdom is ruled by a king. And who has the say? The king. The king has the say. See, but in this kingdom, you are a citizen. And this is the perfect Structure. It's the perfect governmental structure. Kingdoms are terrible when the king is corrupt. But when you got the king of kings and the Lord of lords and the God of the universe that is your king, it is the perfect structure. You belong to a kingdom. And the kingdom message is the most underpreached message that is out there but it's the only message that Jesus ever preached. You say, well, that sounds controversial. Read your Bible and fact check me. Every time, how many times, Dad? 200 times. 200 times Jesus talked about the kingdom. It's the message that he preached. Everything he preached came back to this kingdom that we're talking about. To this kingdom that you are, in fact, if you are born again, If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ and you have been born again, you instantly became a citizen of this kingdom. But if you don't have the revelation of the kingdom yet, you're missing your purpose in life. You're confused and you're dissatisfied and you're offended at things that you shouldn't be offended at when you recognize that you have been dubbed a citizen through what Jesus earned on the cross of the kingdom of what? Heaven. The kingdom of heaven. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I belong to heaven. I love that phrase, the kingdom of heaven. Sometimes it's called the kingdom of God. Sometimes it's called the kingdom of heaven. Heaven is what? It's the name of my country. And I love being American. I'm I'm proud to be an American. Every time I hear the national anthem, I stand up, take my hat off, put my hand on my heart, 
I hear the pledge, I say the pledge. I'm very patriotic when it comes to my country. I even like, you know, I, I get excited when other people are page, patriotic. I would have dyed my hair blonde for the Puerto Rican baseball game, but I've already got blonde hair. I've already got blonde hair, so I was repping PR during that whole thing with the perfect game. That perfect game was pretty hot though, right? It was pretty amazing. See, I, li I like when people are patriotic. I think it's okay to be patriotic for your country, but I wanna make sure that I'm the most patriotic toward the citizenship that I have in heaven. I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm a part of a kingdom that transcends my culture. It transcends my, person, transcends my personal preferences. It transcends my passport. It transcends all of that. And I, we don't think about this message enough. And Jesus knows it. He said, don't think about what you will eat. Don't think about what you will wear. Stop thinking about what are you gonna drink? He said, pagans do that in Matthew chapter six. What are, what are pagans? Who are pagans? People, they're non-Christians. They're devout worshipers of something. It's typically something that is not Christian or the Bible. So it says that pagans do that. They worry about what they're gonna eat, what they're gonna drink, what they're gonna wear, all the problems of life. But Jesus said instead, seek ye first the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom? It's, we're gonna talk about it. It's this thing that you can't see that's all around you. When Pastor Justin was talking about building up for yourself treasure in heaven, there is a kingdom bank account. You deposit or withdraw from it every day. Every choice you make with your money is representative of what you believe about the kingdom. Every financial transaction. As a matter of fact, not just the financial transactions that take place on paper or with your currency, it's the transaction that takes place in your heart first that precedes it. That's kingdom also. It's the things you can't see. And Jesus said, if you seek first the kingdom, and you start thinking about God's kingdom before anything else, then you never have to worry about what you eat, what you drink, what you wear. As a matter of fact, if you get those things out of order, you start praying about the wrong things. You start praying about what you eat, what you drink, what you wear, and he's saying, don't pray for that. Instead, seek the kingdom, then you're gonna know what to pray for. You can't know what to pray for until you first seek the kingdom. So that's what we're talking about is, is the kingdom. I, I'm gonna pray a quick prayer. It feels like we've already prayed a lot, but I mean, we're ready to preach, but I'm just gonna pray anyways. Father, bless this message today. Help it connect with people's hearts. Uh, change us from the inside out. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Uh, in Jesus' name, and everybody said. All right, so to get into today's message, I talked last week about how Jesus said when the Pharisees were asking him, when is the kingdom coming? They wanted to know when the actual kingdom, if you're talking about the kingdom, you're, this message, you're constantly talking about the kingdom. In Luke chapter 17, it says, now having been questioned by the Pharisees as to when the kingdom was coming, he answered them and said, the kingdom is not coming with signs to be observed. Okay, so if you're waiting on some event to take place where you can go, this is it, 
This is it. They're giving out the mark of the beast. This is it. This is, or, or this is it. Revival's going on here. It's going on there. This is it. Uh, the, the people getting healed in front of us. This is it. This is, that. this is the kingdom. It's here. It's here. It's actually, no, that's not what he says here. He says the kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is. Then he gave the answer that nobody wanted to hear. And here's the answer that he's giving us today. He said, for behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Look around you right now. Look at the people around you right now. Actually, turn your head and look at them real quick and say, it's here. It's here. Say it. Say it's here. Say it's right here. It's right here. It is right here. Where is the kingdom? Here. It, it, it is here. It's here right now. He said it is here right now. Why was it there? Because he was there. See, what Jesus, what they didn't understand about Jesus is that Jesus is the full embodiment, the manifestation of every God idea there ever was. It was manifested in Jesus. He was the king of kings and Lord of lords. That's why it was so important when his name was king of kings and Lord of lords. That's a name that was only given to the Caesars. The rulers of Rome, they called themselves that. It said that on their currency, king of kings and Lord of lords. So for him to use that specific name, it means that he was above the most powerful governments the, the world had ever seen. He was even greater than that. Wherever the king is, his kingdom has rule and his kingdom has reign. Who believes Jesus is here today? I believe he's here today. Wherever he is, that's where his kingdom is. Now, this is something about kingdoms that people in our culture don't like today. But here's the idea of what happens a kingdom. A kingdom gets its glory by taking new territories. That's how a kingdom gets its glory. And what does it do? It conquers areas through military victories. It conquers areas and expands to areas of people that are not strong enough to defend their land. And what does it do? It sends out representatives of that kingdom that carry the culture of that kingdom. See, in our case, we've got kingdoms colliding. We have a fallen, broken kingdom that's running the world that we live in right now. And what has God called us to do? He's called us to be his emissaries. His citizens that fully understand and carry his culture into a broken world to revitalize that culture back to its original intention and purpose. That is what kingdom life is supposed to look like. Everything you do for God is supposed to bring his culture into this world, to this broken down system. Anybody here ever been to the Bahamas? Raise your hand if you've ever been to the Bahamas. I love the Bahamas. Matter of fact, Miles Monroe was one of the greatest kingdom teachers that ever lived. He taught right here on this stage. And he came and, gosh, did he ever preach on some of the things I'm even talking about right now? The greatest kingdom principles you've ever heard in your life. Dr. Miles Monroe. And being from the Bahamas, what's interesting about the Bahamas is when you go over to the Bahamas, they drive on the left side of the road and they drink tea. Why? 
Because the kingdom that established its rule there brought its kingdom culture, and that culture stuck. That's what kingdoms do, is they bring their culture. Put your hand on your heart and say, I have a kingdom culture. Do you believe it? Do you believe that God has caused you and sent you out as an emissary to teach the world around you a different culture that you're supposed to be representing heaven in everything you do? You're supposed to be revitalizing, rejuvenating culture that is broke down. People that are broke down, their ideas are broke down and the kingdom is here today. And what's crazy about the kingdom that is here is it's now, but it's also not yet. So there's an aspect of God's kingdom that is completely right now. Say it even say it's completely right now. That means it is here right now. We're not waiting on anything. We're living it. We're living the precepts and the concepts of God right now. We're living the truth of God right now. By the way, God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That is really important in a kingdom conversation to understand that you can't be an emissary of the kingdom if you don't understand the principles of the kingdom. When the Bible says thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a a light unto my path. What that means is that your word teaches me your will. It teaches me your ways. And the only way I can ever help culture is if I shine the light of your word of your kingdom into a dark culture. The world is in darkness. The culture of the world is completely lost. And it is calling things the craziest things. You can't even talk to people and be on the same page about basic things that we should agree on. If I tell you in life, could you, could you please go grab me a chair? And, and, I mean, and, and like you bring back like a watermelon or something like that. How many people know that's not going to help me if I'm tired? I ain't going to sit on a watermelon. I'm going to eat a watermelon. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm from Alabama. You eat watermelons. Especially in the summertime, if you put them in the refrigerator, you get them real cold, you cut the things open. I know what I'm having for lunch. So I'm just telling you right now, if you can't agree on two things, there is no communication if you can't an understanding if you can't agree on concepts. I'm going to get into that in just a second. But we have to bring the concepts of the kingdom to the world. And God has called us to walk in his light. That's why the word of God is so important. The word of God illuminates things. You ever notice that Jesus says, if you continue in my word, somebody say continue. So that means you get into the word of God and you don't just hear it and go home. What do you do? You continue in it. That means I go home. I listen to the podcast. I take out my Bible. I open it up. I write down the scriptures. Then tomorrow I, I, I read the scriptures. Then the next day I open up and I read some out of the book of Psalms. And I ain't got nothing to do with the message or nothing. It's just me reading. I, the next day I read some in the New Testament. 
I'm getting God's word in me on a regular basis. He says, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Indeed. That means that you're living it. You're doing it. You're actually a disciple. You're actually a part of the kingdom. You're actually representing God to the world. You're ambassadors of heaven. And listen to what he says. He says, and you, then you shall know the truth. You ever notice everyone's like, well, the truth will make you free. Well, they, they forgot the whole scripture. I just told you the whole scripture. He said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Then you shall know the truth. Why? Why will you know the truth? Somebody answer me. Why do you know the truth? Because you've been doing what? Continuing in the word. And you're an actual disciple. Why are you an actual disciple? Because you were, come on church, you were continuing in the word. And when you continue in the word and you hear it and you put it in your heart and you weigh it and you live it, then you're going to know the truth and then the truth will do what? It'll set you free. Why? Because you're living in the truth. You're walking in the truth because you're continuing in the word and you're actually a disciple. It's not just head knowledge. You're an actual disciple because you're in God's word, which are his kingdom truths and his kingdom principles. We got way too many people that know the Bible that are not living it. I think I said last week, just because you understand a language well and can speak a language doesn't make you a citizen of that country. I think we got too many Christians that understand the Bible and know the Bible, but they're not living it. It would be better for you to understand a small part of it and to live it well than to know most of it and live none of it. So I would say focus on what God is putting in front of you today. I just feel in my, I literally feel in my spirit today that this kingdom message is getting some people stirred up in, in, in your faith. And, I, and it's, it's making some people uncomfortable and that is the greatest thing in the world. That is the most wonderful thing that could happen to us when we come to church is that something we feel like there's more. We, and and there, can I tell you something? There is a lot more today. There is a lot more that God has for you and your life today. I want to get that stirred up in you that the kingdom is now. It is here. It is for this moment. His truth and his ways and his purpose for your life is so specific. For you today and you can walk in it if you just get it and if you just understand it it's for now but then there's an aspect of the kingdom that yes someday we will be in that kingdom and that country called heaven there will be no sin the devil hell everything will be cast eternally into the lake of fire all the demons as the book of revelation says there will come a time where god will wipe away every tear there will be no more pain no more sorrow for all of eternity we get to rule and reign with god without any opposition coming against us to stand by his side to do whatever he wants us to do throughout eternity we will work for the kingdom and remember kingdoms are about expansion so we don't even know what's going to happen i mean it's not really it says it's never even entered into the hearts of man the good things that god has in store for those that love him we can't imagine what ruling with god will look like for eternity we know that he will get the glory we know his kingdom will expand and we know if we're ruling with god then we're ruling something i don't know what or who it is that we're ruling over all i know is that we get that opportunity so yes the kingdom is coming 
in that sense that it's in front of us, but it's also now. That's why Jesus said, blessed is, blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I mean, just wrapped up, we'll get into some of that down the road, but just in that one idea, blessed are you if you're poor in spirit. That's really what he's talking about, poor in spirit. Someone who doesn't feel equipped, who doesn't feel they can do everything, who doesn't feel like they're the most gifted, who doesn't feel bold and confident, but who is just needy towards God. He said, blessed are you, for you understand the kingdom. You get the kingdom. What it's teaching us is the kingdom is not about your class. It's not about how good looking you are. The kingdom is not about how many followers you have or your money or anything like that. The kingdom is something else. And when you get this message, if you can even get a glimpse of what this is talking about, it'll light a fire in your heart. Guys, I'm telling you, it'll change everything. Matthew chapter 13. This is really the primary scripture that I, that I wanted to share with you today. I want you to put that up on the screen. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. This is Jesus talking. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like, read that word with me. Come on, that was terrible. The kingdom of heaven, this is City of Life Church in Saint, Kissimmee, St. Cloud, Florida. When we read something, we read it with some passion. The kingdom of heaven is like, it's like treasure hidden in a field. Hidden in a field. So what does that mean? It means somebody's walking through a field. Somebody woke up one morning and said, I don't think I'm going to church. I don't think I'm going to church. I'm going to go to the beach today. Well, it's actually a little cold. I don't know. Let's go to Disney or something. We can go indoors. We got those passes. We've had, we've had them. haven't been using them lately. Let's just go. Let's do something. Ah, oh, you know what? I just checked the, the wait list for Disney. I, I can't get a fast pass. I guess we'll go to church. We'll go to that. 1130 service, City of Life. Uh, they're always on Instagram. We'll go, we'll go to City of Life. Let's go to City of Life. And they walk in a church service. And it says the kingdom of heaven is like a, a treasure hidden in a field. So you're just walking along. And you just walked in the room one day. And all of a sudden, God started talking to your heart. God started speaking to you about a system in your life that has never worked. God started talking to you about actions and things that you have done along the way that never seem to give you joy. Cycles in your life that keep taking you back to the same old garbage over and over. And all of a sudden you tripped on something. You said, what is that? And you look down and the biggest diamond you've ever seen is in the middle of that field. And what do you do? Look, look what it says. It says, when a man found it, he did what? He what? Come on, city of light. He what? He hit it again. He hit it again. Imagine you're walking along. You trip on it. You go, what is that right there? Hold on. Let me. Oh, my God. Oh, just stretching. Stretching, yeah. Covering it back up. Why did he hide it? Because he understood the value. He didn't want anyone to take away from him this powerful thing that he found that had the ability to change his entire life. It says, and then in his, say it with me, 
joy. Woo! In his joy, he went and sold all he had. You say, well, being a Christian is free. Oh, it costs you something. Oh, it cost. What does it cost? Read that. Because this says to me that when he found the kingdom message, when he found out that everything in his life is different when viewed through the lens of God's holy kingdom, that I'm serving a king and he even gave me the right to rule with him. And I don't have to back my way into rooms and can I do this? And, but I walk in with authority. I walk in with confidence to live the life that God has called me to live. I don't have to ask sickness to get out of my home. I command it out in Jesus' name because I am a kingdom man. And I've been given the right in that kingdom to have a position of authority. Shout authority. Come on, shout it. You have authority today. That's what the kingdom is about. It's about authority. You say, well, I just, I can't quit cussing. Yeah, you can, just quit. In Jesus' name, you take control of your life. You take control. God has given you dominion over things. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I can't quit being mean. You just don't want to. Want to today. Want to make a difference in the kingdom. It's hard to give. Yeah, join the club. But we do it. We do things all the time that we don't like to do, but we do them because they're right. And can I tell you something? The more you start living that kingdom life and realizing that it works, the more you won't want to do the old thing. If you've ever started eating healthy, it is. Uh, <laughs> there ain't nothing worse than that, man. When you start, I mean, and you start getting all these friends, they're like, oh, we made kale salad. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> but one, and you're like, oh, thank you. I love kale. You have to go in the bathroom and repent for lying to other Christians. You know what's interesting is the more you start doing something and you see the results on your life, you see how it affects you. Wow, I have more energy. I've lost weight. My cholesterol has gone down. I feel stronger than I felt in years. The more you start changing those things and seeing how those things have a positive effect on your life, you could go back to the old ways but you have to at least admit those old ways are what got you feeling bad to begin with. The kingdom is like that. When you start living God's way, and I love that scripture, oh, do I love it. And I wanna do it today. I wanna make sure that in my life, I remember the moment that I was walking through my field. And where, what is it? It's just, it's just a field. I'm just on my way somewhere. He was cutting through somebody's property on his way to some destination. I don't know where you're headed today. I don't know what your destination was when you got out of bed, but you had one. You had some kind of plan for your day, some kind of plan for your life, how you hope things end up. Maybe it's to get back at somebody. 
to put somebody in their place. Maybe you're on your way to a promotion or to a house or to some opportunity, but whatever it is, you, you, you're cutting through a field. And somewhere along the way, you got tripped up and you, you heard a message about this kingdom and you couldn't deny the truth of it. What is the message? It's number one, that's what life is all about. It's, all, it's not about my personal preferences. It's not about me trying to get all the things I want and say, but can I do this? Can I do that? Can I smoke pot and be a Christian? Can I? Just tell me, can I do it? You just, it's, it, you just, it, you're, it's backwards. You just go, oh my God, this is everything. The kingdom is everything. Enjoy. He went back and sold everything he had. Did he sell his car? Come on, church, did he? Did he sell his house? Did he sell his dog? No, because they're family members and we don't sell them. But did he sell his cat? Yes, he did, because cats are del diablo. Crituros del diablo. Is that, I don't know how you even say that. <laughs> he sold his cat. He sold his vacation home. He sold everything to get up enough money to buy the diamond. What did he buy? He bought the whole field. He wanted to make sure that that belonged to him. And it took him trading everything he had so he could have a legal right. I'm gonna tell you something, the only legal right that you have to join the kingdom is to fully confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from de the dead. You can't perform some trick. You can't steal the kingdom out of the middle of the field when no one is looking. You can't come in at night with your buddies and tell, hey, look over here. You try to hijack it and take it. It don't work that way. When you discover the true kingdom, you say there's only one way that I can get access to this thing. I got to sell everything I have and I do it in joy. All the joy that I used to get from relationships, all the affirmation I used to get from people liking me and complimenting me and telling me how wonderful I am, I trade all of that junk. It is garbage compared to what I find in this kingdom. I am somebody in the kingdom. I am a child of God in the kingdom. I'm a little bit over on time. I'm gonna tell you some of the stuff we're gonna talk about coming up. When you look at David, like for instance in Psalm 119, 27, he says, cause me to understand the way of your precepts that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds. If you read Psalm 119, I think he talks about the precepts of God 23 times. 23 times. Precept is not a word that we use a lot. What is it? If you break that word down, the word sept actually
actually means to have a hold on, to take a hold on something. You could look at that like a thought. It means to seize something, set. Pre is something that happens in advance. So what David is saying, he's saying is, I want to understand your thoughts about your concepts. See, what is a concept? Con means with. It means connecting with. It's connecting with the thought. And when you connect with the thought, you have an understanding. But David said, I don't just want to know your word. He says, I want to know your precepts. I want to know how you feel about things. See, if you ever want to understand the kingdom, you're going to have to first understand the king. You'll never get the kingdom. We have a world that is so confused by the concepts of God. Why? They have a bunch of people that are talking about the concepts who don't understand the precepts. You got a lot of Christians that, that spew information about the concepts and don't understand the precepts. That's why a lot of times I'll have people ask me, how do you feel about this? And they'll ask me a controversial question according to culture. And what I realize is they don't understand the precepts. We don't even agree about the origin of the universe. We don't even agree that there is a God, much less do we agree that we have a God that communicated his kingdom truths through his word and they can be understood. We can know not only his precepts, but we can know his heart and his heart can lead us to understanding his concepts, which allows us to then connect with his precepts. So they're wanting me to just tell about the concept. And sometimes I just go, I don't even know if this is gonna be a fruitful conversation because we don't even agree about this particular thing. So we can talk about what I believe, but it might be more helpful rather than just answering this question to talk about why I believe what I believe. Because I'm not, I'm not in it to just argue. I want people to understand the heart of God. I want them to understand the kingdom. So the thing as citizens of heaven that we can do, I'm gonna talk about precepts and concepts next week. Who wants to come back? Because I think it's gonna be a really, really fun service. I think if you come back, you're really gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna dig into this. We're gonna be kingdom people, man. This is gonna be a kingdom church. It is a kingdom church, but you're gonna start understanding and looking at things so much differently when you start understanding these kingdom principles. And I'm gonna tell you something. You were born to make a difference. When I tell you that you are a kingdom person with authority in your life, I am so tired of people thinking that life is just about what you can accumulate. Life is just about your level of happiness from one day to the next. We spend our entire lives thinking that God has even, we can even sell out and believe the lie that God has just called us to make a living. God didn't call you to just make a living. God called you to make a mark. That is the reason that you were born. You were put on this earth to make a mark in culture for his kingdom. Somebody has to start believing it today that I have intentionality when I wake up. When I get out of bed, there's a purpose for my life. I am an emissary of God that has been sent into culture. You say, well, what are you trying to suggest? I'm trying to suggest that you rise to the greatest heights that you can in your job. 
Are you saying quit and go to Bible school? No, I'm not. I'm saying learn about the precepts and the concepts of God and dominate the area that God has put you in. Go to the highest level that you can. Let's, take, let's go to the highest level of culture that we possibly can. That is kingdom. That is what the kingdom is all about. I mean, do you know how funny it is? Our family last week, we're sitting there looking at Fandango.com in 600 movie theaters all over the country. People texting us from all over the world. We never even met before. The movie that our church made in theaters all over the country. People that are reviewing the movie are not even, they're atheists. They've never even seen God. They're professional movie reviewers that are reviewing this film. And what are they seeing in that film? And they're, they're writing a lot of things about, I found this film not to be preachy. Do you know I preached like six sermons in that film? I'm not even kidding. Six sermons are in that movie. Some of the best sermons I could, I could come up with, I put in the movie. It is preaching. But we made it in a way that was kingdom oriented. We made it in a way that when people are hearing it, and even one of the guys that didn't even necessarily like the movie, he said, I gotta admit though, this is a really, really good story. He said, this is a really, really good story. And people probably see it just because it's a really, really good story. I think that's what kingdom looks like, is that even if you don't like it, you have to go, that's good. That's good right there. I think that's what kingdom is supposed to be like. They have to look at you, at your job, and they say, I have to admit, I can't say anything bad about that person. I don't necessarily agree with what they're saying, but that's good. They're good at what they do. That's the kingdom life that God has called us to. That's what I want to get you excited about the next couple of weeks when kingdoms collide. We're going to finish this series. I believe that we're going to see transformation. I think we're going to see it this week. I think you're going to approach your family different this week. In Jesus' name, I agree with you to break off every chain that has been on your life. In Jesus' name, I, I break every curse with you. In Jesus' name, I partner with you to break every gener generational curse that has been on your family. And what is a generational curse? Keep your hand up if God's moving right now. What is a generational curse? It's not some additional curse that happens. Generational curses are patterns in your life that you have refused to break. Jesus' blood was powerful enough to redeem you from hell and the curse of sin. But what happened is you let a cycle continue that happened in your family. And rather than breaking it, that curse, you partnered with it. It's time to let it break in your life, right? In Jesus' name. So for every hand that is lifted right now in this room, I partner with you. Generational curses are breaking right now in Jesus' name. Brand new kingdom citizens are being appointed right now in this room with, and listen to this, kingdom authority. This is the Holy Ghost talking to me. With kingdom authority right now, everyone who wants to step out and receive that appointment right now, God is giving authority. No longer to have to beg, no longer to have to back into rooms, but to walk in with your head lifted high, confident, knowing that you have kingdom power and kingdom authority in your life. In Jesus' name. Who agrees that God just moved right here in this room? I believe he moved online. There's an there's a anointing here today. So bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment. If you're here today and you do not know Jesus, I believe some people actually met Jesus during that prayer right there, but if that was you and you met him during that prayer or you need to declare that Jesus is the Lord of your life, so if you need to sell everything in your life so you can buy that field, so you can have 
a legal claim to the kingdom because that's the greatest treasure you'll ever find. If that's you and say, I need to sell everything in my life. You know, one time somebody brought a wallet and they took out everything in that wallet and they threw it away and it showed me the empty wallet at Blink. This is in the early days of Blink. I said, what did you do that for? He said, I don't want anything from my past. Brand new life. I don't even want my, I guess he had to go to the DMV and get a new driver's license because he threw everything away. You know, I think that reminds me of this story. I haven't even thought about that story in years. That's what you do. You sell everything. You get rid of the old life and you trade it for the kingdom. If that's you today and you're ready for that and you need Jesus to be the Lord of your life online, I want you to type in the chat. If that's you, type, I need Jesus or I'm lifting my hand. And in this room, when I count to three, I'm gonna ask you to lift your hand up over your head. One, the Bible says now is the time of salvation. Two, I believe you're here for a purpose. It's a kingdom purpose. Three, hands in the air. If that's you today, all over this building, hands going up in every section. That's actually dozens of people throughout the room. I believe it's happening online too. God is moving in your life. Could you repeat this prayer out loud? If that's you, say, I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins. I'm turning away from the old life. Chains are broken. I'm selling everything that I have. And I'm buying that field. I'm giving my heart to Jesus because I see the treasure of the kingdom and it is irreplaceable. Help me, God, to represent you to a broken world, to carry your culture, to break the cycles in my life so I can live in victory the way you have called me to. In Jesus' name, amen. We better give God a crazy praise today. That's a lot of people whose lives were transformed. Love you. This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.